Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. They reached down into their souls and said, free at last, free at last. It isn't like MLK, but we don't have to wear the mask. Oh, not so bad. Not so bad right off the cuff. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How the hell are you? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number. We'd love to hear from you. The mask mandate is gone. You've got this federal judge, a Trump appointee, a former clerk for... Clarence Thomas saying that, and you got to make sure we understand here. We're not discussing that the mask mandate is unconstitutional. That isn't the argument. The argument is that the mask mandate did not go through the proper channels. The CDC failed to properly explain its decision to impose the mandate and did not follow proper rulemaking procedures. That means that a mask mandate could come back if it indeed followed the rules. But like so many things we see from the Biden administration, it did not. They never worried about the rules. They never thought about the rules. This is the actual story, guys. Don't get me wrong. Top line, people are thrilled, thrilled that the masks are off. They were actually announcing this mid-flight in places. Uh, Ruling just came out. You could take off your mask. And producer Ari asked, why would they do that mid-flight? Because somebody has Wi-Fi in that flight and somebody's watching the news on that flight. I thought that was your question. Why would they do it mid-flight? I was surprised that you can change the policy mid-flight. Once a law changes, a law changes. Once something is struck down, it's struck down. The minute minute you tell me that I'm uh, I'm allowed uh, to sell weed... And it's legal. Well, then, uh, guess what I'm doing? I'm I'm selling a tremendous amount of weed because it's legal. I, I, that that's absolutely what I'm doing. The second that you can do it, you can do it. It is, it, is, it, is, it is just better. According to sources, according to some people, it's not anymore. No, I don't, producer. All right. So this thing can come back. But people were super excited, and, and there, there's video of a, of a Delta a flight attendant, and she's, she's actually in tears because the first time in two years she's been able to work without a mask. I feel, you know, very, very fortunate. I've had to wear a mask very little in my life because of what I do, because I work from home at most times. You know, it, it's been it's been very, very easy, easy for me. I, I admit to this. I clearly admit to this. How much more difficult it has been for so many others. And so I get that tears make perfect sense. The story here, however, as I was saying, is the failure of the Biden administration. Look at all the things. Look at all the places. Look at all the ways. They tried to engage mandates. They tried to tell you you had to do this and you had to do that and you had to do the other. And they failed. 
They failed repeatedly. Look in all the places and all the ways. We're going to extend the eviction moratorium. Oh, you can't do that. Well, we're going to do it anyway, and we don't care if it's against the law. Oh, all right, that's uh, that's that's disqualifying. We're going to force mandates on companies that have more than 100 employees. Well, you can't really do that either. We're going to force masks on people. How many more ways could this administration fail? I think that's a tremendous, tremendous story. As a matter of fact, I think that's the totality of the conversation, and I relate it uh, to this story. I, I thought it was a weird headline. Because when I take a look at inflation, for example, inflation affects everyone. Inflation hurts everyone. But Israel Ortega, who's a spokesperson for the Libre Initiative, right, which does work with Americans for Prosperity, and I do work with Americans for Prosperity, full disclosure, Hispanics are increasingly unable to save and invest and spend in things they would like to buy into, like buying a home or starting a small business. And so the argument is, is that Hispanics and Latinos are more significantly, disproportionately, negatively impacted by inflation. That's the statement that was made. I said, well, everyone is really impacted by in inflation. But if you're going to make the argument that if you were to take a look across a, uh, a socioeconomic spectrum, you would have a larger percentage of those people who are poor or lower, lower middle class Hispanic than uh, those in an upper middle class or a rich uh, uh, financial framework, okay, you can make the argument that it would financially affect them because it would financially affect people who are of lower income or poor. That's what inflation does. It's a rational thought, right? If you have more dollars and the price of gas goes up by a dollar a gallon, you've got the dollar. If you don't have the dollar, you are seriously impacted. We get this. It makes sense. But what the story is about is about Latinos moving away from Biden, moving away from Democrats, because what they have gotten is, is, is nothing. There's really been no value to what it is that they have received, or, or I, I should say the value of what they have received is insignificant. They, they went and, 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 and they, they voted and, and they said, this is going to be what we want and this is what we're going to try. And then not, nothing, they got nothing for it. Well, they're not the only ones. Lots of people voted for Biden because no more mean tweets. And then what did they discover? Mean tweets are better than $4 gas. Because mean tweets are better than $4 gas. Hey, take a poll. Take a poll of your friends. Take a poll of your neighbors. Take a poll. Uh, uh, mean tweets are, are, I can live with that. $4 gas is a lot harder to live with because mean tweets I can ignore. $4 a gallon gas, I now have to sacrifice something else in order to get so I can get to work, drive the kids here and there, etc. So argue that you now have a, a, a large amount of Hispanic Latino voters who would normally, the Democrats would assume are Democrat voters, no longer being Democrat voters because they've been pushed away. Now take a look at all the administration did to force you to get vaccinated and force you to wear a mask, only to be shown the door, only to be shown that their philosophy and their theory didn't hold, not only didn't hold with the American people, doesn't hold in a courtroom. What we're talking about here 
is a tremendous amount of freaking failure. You have these constituencies that you assume are yours. You pretend to take a moral high ground. And it turns out that the constituency is thinking for themselves and your moral high ground is nothing more than ideological claptrap. Because if you had actually taken a look at where the American people were, you would have realized that mask mandates were never it. You would have suggested and supported masks and not mandated them. And you know what you would have gotten? More people wearing masks. We only discussed it, guys, a bajillion times. Vaccine mandates, all those CEOs that bought into what the White House was doing. Oh, I guess we're going to mandate it too. They want people with more than 100 employees. We're going to mandate vaccines. All of them did their employees dirty. They didn't stick to a standard. They didn't stick to a moral code. They didn't stick to decency. They didn't stick uh, to to honesty. They should have said, we're not going to force anybody to do anything because the science doesn't require us to do that. We do, however, believe this works based on the science, and here you go. There's a big difference between science saying that the vaccine, when we talk about COVID, not Omicron or any any of the variants, that the vaccine will lower the symptoms of of COVID, of COV2, SARS-CoV2. I think that's been shown. But if I don't get the vaccine, the only person I hurt is myself because I am not spreading the virus more or less because of having or not having the vaccine. This was always a lie. We knew it from the beginning and we allowed that to happen because people who are ideological as opposed to honest kept pushing that phrase, lying to America. Is it any wonder that the Biden administration has lost everybody? Is it any wonder that the Biden administration can't simply still at this moment admit how absolutely wrong they were? I, I want to belabor this only because we've heard from the airlines, from airport passengers. There may be people sitting in an airport bar watching right now wondering <laughs> if they're boarding a flight tonight, is the mask mandate still in place? We're continuing to recommend people wear masks. I don't have any update. This just came out through the courts just this afternoon. And as soon as there is an update, uh, we will provide that. Notice the wordplay. I mean, I'll I'll gladly play it for you again. I want you to hear this because you're going to say, well, that's not so bad. I don't have any update. This just came out through the courts just this afternoon. And as soon as there is an update, uh, we will provide that. That wasn't it. It was her saying that we continue to recommend people wear masks. Is the mask mandate still in place? We're continuing to recommend people wear masks. I don't have any update. If that's all they had ever done, recommend that people wear masks, they wouldn't be in this position. The country would not be at odds. But the wearing of a mask became the virtue signaling to whether or not you were decent. It became the virtue signaling to your politics. It became the virtue signaling to whether or not you were allowed at the family dinner. We turned masks and vaccine mandates into absolute divisiveness. We let it destroy us. No, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm hearing you. Not we. They. 
And yes, there's some they on the political right, and there's definitely some they on the political left. And it is obvious that people wore masks in large measure as virtue signaling to show how good they were, which is exactly why the Biden administration via the CDC demanded a wearing of masks, not because it was science, but because it looked good. They felt it was the right thing to do. Didn't matter what the people wanted. Didn't matter that the airline said, we move the air eight times a minute in the cabins of our planes. And we learned very early on that airflow is the difference between getting and not getting COVID. What do we say about schools? Don't put the kids in masks. Put the kids in winter coats and open the windows. We did say that, producer. All right. I just want to say for the record, we did say that because that's exactly what rational people would say when you realize what the data is telling you. The Biden administration has failed on every level and they never had to fail at all. They never, ever needed this. They didn't need to be a part of this. They didn't need to do this. Except, of course, it's obvious that they did. They needed all of these things. They needed to be woke more than they needed to be rational. They needed to virtue signal more than they needed to connect with the American people. And of course, there are people still doing it, like former Obamaite Andy Slavitt. For the COVID response under President Biden, Andy, we saw the judge say that they believed that the CDC had exceeded its authority with this ruling. What do you make of all of this? Well, that's a pretty shaky legal ruling uh, from a a young, and I think uh, I would say probably um, idealistic judge, a former uh, Clarence Thomas clerk. But be that as may, be that as it may, um, what we're seeing today, people have to react to. I'm going to get on a plane uh, in about an hour. Um, thankfully, I'm vaccinated and boosted, and have a good quality mask, so should feel should feel reasonably good. You're vaccinated. You're boosted. You have a good quality mask. You're right. Go ahead, feel great. Don't make other people live in your hellscape. By the way, you know the nice dig there on the judge? Ah, she was a clerk for Clarence Thomas. You know those people. I mean, that, that is what he said. Attacking a female judge who clerked for a black judge. Well, well, that's great. You try that. You try that at your workplace and, uh, and, and see what happens to you. But when it's Clarence Thomas, it's totally fine. This administration and their acolytes are beyond out of touch. Everybody else knows how good this is, how good it's going to be to get on a plane now and breathe freely. Don't get me wrong. I'm still wiping down the seat. I think those things are giant Petri dishes. But mass mandates never did any good anywhere. The only people who don't know that are the Biden administration. They're going to learn it in November. I'm Tony Katz. I miss Steve Jobs. I miss him. It's another day. He, he was so tender. Kind. What you, am, am I playing something? I'll turn that off. I hate it when the computer autoplays. Like, it, it hasn't happened for forever. Now it's happening all the time. Like, oh, it's terrible. No, it's, it's iPhone has uh, finally added the pregnant man emoji. I don't care. 
You should care. Of course you should care, because men can't get pregnant, producer Ari. How could you not care? It's a lie. Then I just won't use the emoji. It's a lie. It's all done to placate a ridiculous number of people who are anti-science, who believe that men can have babies, and it's insulting and it's ridiculous to women who do the hard work. To the ladies! To the ladies who make the babies! And by the way, there are some ladies out there who can't make babies. I love them, too. I love them, too. Fine women, upstanding women, mostly super hot. That's what I think. That's what I think right there. Hottie ladies. Turns out, turns out, we did we did some polling uh, that of all uh, of all the women who listened to uh, Tony Katz today, 107 percent of them are super hot. And we did the polling. 107 percent of them. That's amazing. Are, are super hot. And by the way, that's right. I used the term polling. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> super hot. 107 percent of the ladies. Oh, my gosh, that's incredible stuff right there. Uh, men don't get pregnant. Men have never gotten pregnant in the history of mankind. Men will never get pregnant. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. Lying. No, producer Ari. We are, If you decide that you are going to now take a man and implant some kind of ovum no, into figure, him. They could figure it out one day, like 100 years. Who knows? To date. I, that's what I'm saying. Futurama producer Ari. I watch a lot of TV. Men don't get pregnant. This is this that's, is nonsense. That's true. And it's and it's an insult. It is an insult. It's like the term birthing person. Of course it's an insult. It's meant to be a part of the great lie. I'm gonna get into this conversation about Taylor Lawrence and this this uh, article written for the Washington Post. And uh, you 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 realize that there's a conversation here about doxing. There's a conversation here about invading someone's private life. What if someone makes their private life public? No, the real story from this Washington Post story about a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok is that Libs of TikTok was pointing out the insanity of liberals, and that's why they had to be attacked. That's why they've been suspended from Twitter multiple times. That's why Taylor Lawrence, who is, I think, a very poor excuse for a reporter, but that's a personal opinion, decided to go after the woman behind the account. That's why she did it. Taylor Lawrence went after an account not because, oh, they have outsized influence and we need to know who they are, because it's, a per- it's, it's this perception that they're attacking certain people. Wasn't attacking anybody, just exposing what's happening. Reality, exposing the reality, utilizing videos that they make on TikTok and other places and sharing them on Twitter. Reality is men don't get pregnant, so I don't know what the hell Apple's doing. They're not making life easier. They're not being smart. Unless they just want to call it the fat guy emoji, in which case, all right, cool. You finally you finally got a fat guy emoji. Good on you. By the way, 107% of the fat people listen to the show. Fat guys, totally hot. This is Eat Drinks with Gas futures are up. Oh, just in case you thought anything was getting better with this fantastic economy, this world-class, super-duper economy, this economy that Donna Brazile is telling you is just, well, it's, oh, I hate all the things that we play. Just keep having Donna Brazile and others tell you 
how things are just terrific and wonderful. The Republicans are essentially running on fumes. They're running on the energy of 2020, which is the big lie. Democrats are running on an economy that's roaring back, that is uh, fighting inflation, that is helping the Ukrainians. Democrats will run on what they've delivered. Republicans are going to run on the fumes of 2020. She actually believes that. Maybe that's why Donna Brazile is on her seventh network at this stage of the game. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on? It's good to be with you. Um, it is taking a look at where gas prices are. Uh, you still have a national average that's over $4 a gallon, and it's expected to go up over the next couple of weeks to about four twenty a gallon on the national average. Average. So if I'm staring right now and I take a look at my beloved Indiana, it's $3.92 a gallon. That's that's the average. That's the average. Kansas is $3.72 a, a gallon. Right? That That's the average right there. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, Michigan is three, what's Michigan? 392. And uh, Indiana's 392. And Virginia's 394. West Virginia's 395. And then you get to like, California, it's $5.70. This is a town in Washington State. It's $5.16. Here is Mono County, California, $6.60. Kauai, Hawaii, $5.45. The only benefit is it's Hawaii. I was just in Kauai uh, in January, and it was $6.50. Was it really? Yeah, I had to fill up my rental car at the end, and I was like, oh, my God. Still cheaper than if you had them do it. Because if yes, you have I, them do it, it's one hundred seventy-two dollars a gallon. It was a hundred bucks for me to do it. Yeah, it's uh, but you know we're not going to feel bad for you because you're vacationing in Hawaii. It was a honeymoon. Aw, ask me where I went on my honeymoon. You spent. You said you spent too much on the wedding, so you would have. I well, I I don't know if I spent too much on the wedding. I spent all we had on on yeah, on, on, on the your, wedding, which wasn't that much because we didn't have much. You told me Ari, cheap wedding, banging honeymoon, and I said okay, and you were right. By the way, for the record, I said, uh, don't spend on the wedding, spend on the honeymoon. I would never have told another man, banging honeymoon. You know what I meant. I would, I, w- I, I would never have gone close to that double entendre. Never once, never ever would I say, banging honeymoon. It's like we've never met. It's crazy. But expect the gas prices to go up. So now we see that we have people discussing gas prices going up, according to AAA, estimates. When that happens, what happened to the Putin price hike? What? It's a serious question. If the reason we're seeing the increase in gas prices was all because of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, what happens if prices have come down because we're putting a million barrels of oil into the system from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? And gas prices come back up. Maybe, just maybe, spitball in here. I'm good like that. It has nothing to do with Vladimir Putin and the Putin price hike. It's the Biden bad economy. It's not the Putin price hike. Maybe CNN can blame Vladimir Putin for the failure at CNN Plus. This is the latest from Axios. So CNN Plus is the streaming service over there at CNN. 
And this was going to be, you know, their their foray into digital, compete with Fox Nation and a bunch of others. And, uh, oh, look, we're bringing over Chris Wallace from Fox News, and, and, and we're going to have such great content over there. Well, it turns out they've got no one, like, meaning no one uh, watching. While they have 150,000 subscribers, they don't have viewers. They have... 10,000 actual viewers. That's disaster. Supposedly, according uh, uh, to uh, the, the stories, uh, dare I say, the, um, the rumors... The rumor is, is that Chris Wallace is so angry, he's... he's Spitting nails. Is that what you do when you're angry? You spit nails? I don't know what happens with spitting and, and being angry. Uh, but why why is it he, he doesn't have his own show yet? How many times are they running uh, promos for, for CNN Plus? This isn't what he expected. He was coming over and Jeff Zucker was going to be here. And Jeff Zucker was going to treat him great and cuddle him nice and take care of everything. And then uh, Jeff Zucker was cuddling somebody else nice. And well, that's the end of oh Jeff Zucker. That's what happened. That's Jeff Zucker's a cuddler. You know, he he that that that's it. That's his Tinder name, the inappropriate snuggler. No, 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 no. Cuomo was the groper. Cuomo gropes Zucker cuddles. That's it. That's exactly what happens. Is that too cutesy? Uh, maybe. So CNN Plus is not doing well. It is not doing well. What has been learned now is that Warner Brothers Discovery, right, which owns CNN has suspended all external marketing spend for CNN Plus, has laid off the chief financial officer. They're trying to figure out what to do. Axios says they have five sources. So CNN thinks the launch has been successful, but Discovery it disagrees. Here's the numbers. 150,000 su subscribers so far. Warner Brothers Discovery wants to build one very large service around HBO Max because that's the juggernaut, right? That's the everything. Um, and then uh, they want to eliminate as many costs as possible. And they say there's a plan to consider replacing Chris Cuomo's 9 p.m. time with a, with a live newscast instead of a personality-driven perspective programming, meaning they're going to do news at 9 and they're not going to worry about opinion in prime time. Who cares? And about that means no Chris Wallace. Why would you pay for news on CNN Plus? Why would I? The news is the news. I'm not paying extra to get the same news I can get for free. But this would be about what CNN is doing, not CNN Plus. If they're talking about Chris Cuomo's show, because Cuomo wasn't on CNN Plus. Oh well, yeah, let him go. Right. Okay. I agree with you as as a, as a matter of, of thought. You you you're not paying for news. When you want uh, the people that you like to to give uh, specific uh, opinion, not paying for news and that at all. The, the 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 question before us is that if they're not going with programming of a um, perspective, you know, um, personality driven at nine p.m. So I don't know who who is nine p.m. Is that Laura Ingram? I don't even know who's on uh, MSNBC at that time. I thought Tucker's on at eight. Isn't Tucker on at eight? Check the schedule. What are, you, what, are you, what are you looking at me like that for? 
I can't keep up with all this. I'm in bed by that time. The moral of the story being that nobody wants news at that time either because they've had the news all day and they get the news on their phone. Hannity's at nine? Hannity's at nine? Hannity's not at ten? Oh, my mistake. This is this is bad. This is a bad, bad decision. I mean, perhaps I'm wrong. Does any would you be would you be more inclined? Well, see, now I'm asking an audience that has a fair leaning to the right if they would be watching CNN at nine, and I know the answer. You know what's so funny? CNN is covering the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the total disaster of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, right? So this is months ago. The disaster. And who's on the ground talking to people as the Taliban is moving in? Clarissa Ward. She did a good job. She did an absolutely brilliant job. You watch some of that report. Go back and YouTube it and watch some of those clips. And you are reminded when the first Iraq war took place and CNN was covering that in a way Nobody else was or even could, really could. You're like, my gosh, they can actually do this. The coverage that they did of Afghanistan was terrific. They were doing coverage of uh, gearing up for the Olympics. And they showed in real time how Chinese censors stopped the feed coming in from CNN to homes in, in China if they're talking about something that China doesn't want them to talk about. I mean, they can do it. They do have the team and the talent. They do have the technology. They can do it. They just choose not to with the Don Lemon, Anderson, Cooper, Brian Stelter freak fest. We're talking about bad people who aren't interested in any part of the story whatsoever. They're interested in the agenda from beginning to end. So maybe if they did that kind of news, maybe I'd watch. Maybe people would watch if there was actual news going on. But holy cow, is CNN Plus a disaster. What's interesting about, about this, what's interesting about this is that it, it, there, there, it goes to show that there isn't an audience for everything. You know, Fox Nation has grown, Fox Digital has grown massively uh, what they're doing online. But Fox Nation has grown because they're clearly providing an audience that's hungry for the content, more of that content, right? All, all sorts of, uh, of things that, that work for the audience. The CNN audience can get that stuff anywhere. It's, it's very, very interesting. Um, it, it, you, you take a look at, at the, the long tail of news and you realize that while Fox has the highest ratings, if you take all the other news outlets, they're all left-leaning and you take their little bits of viewership, you add it together, it's far more than, than, than the Fox news ratings, right? It's a far larger audience. But now go the other way. The leftist outlets are, it's, and the bifurcator is not the word I'm looking for. They exist everywhere in pockets large and small. Do you really need one more? See, when the right adds one more, whether it's uh, stuff we do at Rumble or whether it's Daily Wire 
or, or, or Fox Nation or News Nation now, which isn't even really the right. It's kind of like center right, I think, is, is, is how they would describe themselves, or Newsmax, right? There's room for a little bit more of that. The, the, the bifurcation there, that's the word I would use, is, is less because there's just, there's just less in general. You've got everything you want on the left. Do you really need one more thing? Do you, must you be in a digital space in order for people to think that you um, have any level of, of, of credibility? It's not profitable, Producer Ari, if people aren't watching. It's not profitable if people aren't signing up. And it's certainly not profitable if you have 150,000 subscribers, but you only have um, uh, uh, 10,000 active users. That's that's where it's at. Yeah, I do think they have to rethink the whole thing. And I don't think packaging themselves as connected to HBO Max really, really makes a difference. One man's point of view. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Russian forces are attacking Ukraine's eastern front. And this is the area of, of the Donbass, right? This is what it is uh, that we're looking at. It began, uh, I think, just really just yesterday in the early evening. Um, Moscow claiming it struck more than a thousand targets in the area. Just the continued uh, assault and invasion of Ukraine. I don't think there was ever any question that as a matter of just pure reality and a face-saving, that Putin needs the Donbass. That has to be either Russian territory or, or quote-unquote, independent states, right? Because that's how he went in the first time. These are independent sovereign states, and we're going to send Russian troops in just to, you know, keep the peace. That's that's what, what happened. But winning those, and these are areas where it's majority Russian-speaking, they, they probably lean more as thinking of themselves as Russian rather than Ukrainian or something wholly different. This was the easiest area to get. And you have to have something you can go back to the Russian people and say, like, hey, look, we, we freed these people, we saved these people, we helped these people, we, we, the, these are our people, and now they're back uh, in, in, in Mother Russia. And soon, you know, all of Ukraine will be, and then people will be like, you're right, that's not what I want, but neither here nor there. Russian missiles hitting cities across the country. They've also done hits on Lviv, which is to the west, nearest to Poland. That's to try and split up Ukrainian forces. Then you have the continued assault on Mariupol. M-A-R-I-U-P-O-L. Mariupol. The siege has been going on there. I think, I think at this stage it's for over a month. And and really, truly, no end in sight. What you are what you are going to 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 see is a completely destroyed city because Russia desperately needs the city to further its its conquest of of the waters to the south to be able to have control of the area and be able to have further access uh, to the rest of the nation uh, via the Black Sea. Ukrainian forces have not stopped. They're not stopping. What they want is more uh, artillery. What they want is more hardware. 
And again, I tell you, I have no problem giving them the hardware. None. I have many, many problems putting um, putting uh, U.S. troops on, uh, you know, in 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 the in the area. I don't want any U.S. troops in Ukraine at all in any way. But I don't mind sending the military. I mean, the, sending the military hardware. I don't mind sending the artillery. Uh, no, all that is all that is totally fine by me. One hundred and fifty percent. This is the way it should get handled. And no, the Ukrainians are not perfect. But Russia's the enemy, and I'm dealing with my reality to the very best of my ability. So that's the latest of what's going on. We talk about gas prices. How about the Biden administration now saying you can get oil and gas leases on federal lands? Oh, and Ibram Kendi, the bigot you've grown to know and not love, still a bigot you know and don't love. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.